1: everyone and welcome to Blissful Living. This is the Queen of Feeling Fabulous, Rochelle Marie Lawson, and I want to welcome you to this segment of Blissful Living. Our guest today is um, internationally recognized and she's an international um recognized best-selling author, and to pique your curiosity, I don't know if you guys out there listening um, are into prayer. I'm sure a lot of you are. Um it- Fashion, and um we're gonna cover some of that today, um but also you know there's the karma thing that goes on that we hear about, you know, and we also hear about um certain things with regards to what our soul's mission is, and are we in line with that and if you are someone that's been like seeking like what's my purpose or why am I here, or what is this karma stuff all about, or you know. You've heard about Akashic records, and you're like, "What is that? How can any of this stuff help me? What what really does prayer do for me?" Then you definitely want to tune into the show. And so this is a great time for you to sit back and relax, grab something to write with, um, maybe get a favorite beverage, and just really sit back and, and relax and take note of how um, you can enhance your life as you travel down your path to bliss. And we all know that we all have our own unique paths, but, you know, maybe you might learn something from today's show about your path that you didn't know, or maybe you might become enlightened or aware about really what your soul's mission is and, you know, how Akashic records or, you know, healing prayers can help you achieve that mission or your purpose that you're here to to do and here to take care of. So before we get started and I introduce the guest to you, I want to thank our sponsors, the Health, Healing, and Wellness Company. They are a holistic health and wellness company focused on mind, body, spirit, balance. When all of those are in balance, you have optimal health and well-being, and there is no avenue, no gateway for disease or illness to come in to you. If you haven't been feeling up to par, if you want to feel better or you feel great and you just want to look better or you want to continue to keep feeling better and learn some different ways as to how you can do that holistically and naturally, then I suggest you connect with the Health Healing and Wellness Company at healthhealingwellness.com. The other sponsor for today's show is a telecommunications company that's been around going on 27 years. They're located in the Silicon Valley, but they do work all over the nation. They install voice data fiber optic wiring, wiring, wireless systems, Basically, your backbone of your network distribution. And in today's society, telecommunication communication is what everyone's doing, whether you're working from home, whether you're on the go, whether you're in your office. You want to be able to make that right connection with your customers and those um, that you do business with the first time. And you want that connection to flow effortlessly. There's nothing Nothing pretty about having communications where it's staticky or the call drops or the server goes out or, you know, all of that stuff that's involved in telecommunications. Nothing pretty about that and that can really hamper, uh, your business. So if you're looking for a telecommunication installation company that's been around from the early 1990s, probably 1990 when I to speak about it, Um you want to connect with All Day Cable, Inc., and you can connect with them at alldaycableinc.com. So now that we've taken care of business, let me tell you about today's guest. Her name is Lisa Barnett, and uh, Lisa has devoted her life as a divine channel to help people connect to their divinity and receive the soul guidance that they're searching for to heal and transform their lives. Now, she spent more than 10 years as a religious science certified practitioner where she offered healing prayer treatment to the congregations and served as vice president on the board of directors at Golden Gate Center for Spiritual Living in California. Um, Lisa is a internationally recognized best author in one of her books, The Infinite Wisdom of the Akashic Records, in her newest book, uh, From Questioning to Knowing, 73 Prayers to Transform Your Life. We're going to talk a little bit more about both of those books during this show. Now, she is also the founder and head teacher of Akashic Knowing School of Wisdom an internationally recognized school where students can learn to access their soul's wisdom and guidance from their personal Akashic records, along with numerous healing tools, meditations, and prayer systems. If this has piqued your curiosity or you know someone that you want to share the show with, grab them, you know, and, and, Post it on social media that you're listening to this show, because um, the more we get this information out there, the better it can be to help all of us transform our lives and walk beautifully on our own unique path to bliss. And so I just want to welcome Lisa Barnett
0: to Blissful Living. How are you, Lisa? I'm terrific. Thank you for having me on. It's always fun to share divine wisdom with your listeners isn't it? I know we're excited to have you and um
1: thank you for the copy of the book um that you sent to me because it uh it it is really good it's really intriguing and the book I'm talking about you all out there in blissful living land is uh from questioning to knowing 73 prayers to transform your life and it will tell you more about how you can get the book and we'll talk so but I want to get started and ask Lisa How did you decide to write a book
0: about healing
1: prayers?
0: (laughs) That's a fabulous question. And the funny answer is it wasn't actually me that decided it. So um, I probably have to backpedal a few steps there and explain that I work in these divine records, the Akashic records of our souls, and what the records are is they're the record of um, each person has their very own Akashic record, and it's the record of your soul. So if... um, You imagine that everything you've ever been and done through time and memorial, all of your lifetimes here and, you know, lives in between and all of the reincarnations you've had, everything is recorded. And that means that all the gifts and talents, all the wisdom, as well as all of the challenges and struggles are recorded in your Akashic record. And you also have record keepers. You have your own personal set of librarians because it's easy to kind of imagine the Akashic Records as the library of your soul because you've got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of books in that library. So, of course, you need your own personal librarian. You know, like who doesn't need that personal assistance, right? Right, right. So, So the way it works is that When we access our Akashic Records for soul guidance, we're actually asking our librarians, our Akashic Record keepers, Um, about information, really to access these books and to tell us and explain to us about um, what our soul plan is, what we've come to learn, what talents do we have to share, what soul contracts do we have with uh, loved ones in the world. We have a really big and complex plan because we're actually big, complex, unique, and ancient souls, Mhm. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> kind of mm-hmm. back to the original question, Rochelle um, mm-hmm. When I started working in the Akashic Records years and years and years ago The beings of light said to me Please help us to bring this information out to humanity It's time now for people to have this information So that they can make really um really educated choices and that's not educated in a book kind of educated but really in a soul wisdom educated so it's not right. just a guess it's a oh i came to do this yes i have that gift it would make sense that i would say be a communicator as part of mm-hmm. my soul path and maybe then like yourself, would be a radio host. Mm -hmm. So Mm. much of these kinds of things are written about, not always specifically like, oh, you're going to be a radio show host, but that you are a communicator, which might mean you write books and do radio shows and teach classes and share wisdom, right? Well, basically you... you
1: you dive into all the, the means of communication. It doesn't, you know, you're not... You're not tied into one aspect of that. It communi- if you're meant to be a communicator based on your akashic records, then it could be it can come out in many forms, is what right. you're saying.
0: Yes, absolutely. That's that's mm-hmm. you know perfect, and it's good to know that because sometimes when we um, wonder what our sole purpose is, we think of it almost like. Um, like we're going to go to the Human Resources Department and ask for a job <laughs> and,
1: right <laughs> you know they're like, "Yeah, well, we've got this one and this one or right. yeah right, right right but
0: but, but the truth is is that because we we are ancient and unique. Um, we have these gifts, we have these talents, and we've come to share them, and they're often kind of big purpose um, big archetype sorts of concepts like the communicator, the teacher, the, um, like the spiritual guide, the sage, the server, the king, mm-hmm. the you know so they can be very archetypical, and then of course, we can go deeper into what does that mean. To me. So, right. anyway, <laughs> um, I'm obviously a communicator because I could just digress all over the place, Wait, right? <laughs> you're, you're kidding me. You look, oh, girl, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, um,
1: I mean, I think that's great. I, I, I like what you're sharing because I think sometimes people get pigeonholed into, you know, say, if they if their records say they're a communicator, sometimes you get pigeonholed into, you know, maybe just being a, you know, a teacher or something like that. And not really um, having the access to the bigger purpose of what your communicator abilities are and what you should do with them. Right?
0: Right. Absolutely. Yes, I totally agree. Because sometimes people will come to me and they'll say, you know like i i think i'm supposed to write a book but you know like i i don't <laughs> i don't have any skills for that or i don't know, I don't how, know how to write I, or I'm clueless or I don't have what subject am i supposed to write about yeah right so there, so a lot of this information really is um stored in a sense in a lot of our soul wisdom in in the information you may have been an author in many different lives and that's what i found so so kind of the the full circle the way i ended up writing this book is that these librarians, the Akashic Record Keepers, who asked me to bring this wisdom and information back to the planet because, interestingly, it had been pulled away from Earth for approximately 1,000 years because we humans were misusing this gift. And oh. so they said, it back in the Dark Ages, around 1,000 they, people were using it for gains, right? To, um, mm. win wars, to win battles, to find gold. Um, and so they literally pulled the energy away from the planet. So the only people who could access it were the sages, the philosophers, the wise ones, the mystics. And so, right. um, The Akashic Record Keeper said to me, because I channeled the records already, I was teaching people how to do this for themselves and doing readings for clients, they said to me, "Um, would you help bring this information back to humanity? And I said, you know, of course I will. I I feel very blessed to have this gift, and I'd love to share this with so many more people. And so... um, You know, I ask them things like, you know, hi, what would you like me to, how? (laughs) What would you like me to do? You know, and so the first one was, you know, write a book. And I said, okay, what's it about? And they said, it'll be specifically about, more about the Akashic Records, and it's a how-to book. How to simply learn to access your Akashic Records. Let and, me ask you this: Sure. How
1: do they? Because I know people are out there thinking, "What the heck are they talking about?" And you know, <laughs> these, who are these? Who are these beings? Mm-hmm. How do they communicate with you? Is it? Y- yeah. How? Just share with us how they they communicate with you, because I'm sure it's unique right. for each individual.
0: Right. So uh, for me personally, I'm pretty clear audience, which means I hear. And I'm relatively clairvoyant, although I always joke and say that my clairvoyance needs glasses because what I get is out-of-focus pictures. (laughs) I never figured that one out. But what I find is the communication often comes through as a kind of of out-of-focus picture and a story. So uh, claircognizance, the the clear knowing. It's like, oh, I Mm -hmm. see that picture and I... Know the story, or I see that picture, and I hear sometimes you know um some information, and I know the story so so I think most people who receive information, whether you're um you know a a channel or um I think m- many of us have kind of a variety of clairaudience, clairvoyance, claircognizance, so, you know, we kind of get it in these different ways of, of a little bit of seeing, a little bit of knowing, a little bit of hearing. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's how it comes through to me is okay. kind of in a variety of, of ways in that way. So, But sometimes, here's the interesting thing for me is that when – the Akashic record keepers really want my attention and want me to do something, they will speak very loudly and clearly to me. And often it's kind of a one-shot message. It's kind of funny. They'll say, write the next book. And I'm like, oh, okay, that got my attention. (laughs) Uh Uh And then I say, okay, what are we writing about? And I get, it's a prayer book. And this book is actually, it's kind of funny because I um, I said, so this is the second book, right? So the Akashic uh-huh. Record book came first, and that made sense. This, they said, it's a prayer book. And I said, really? I expected it to be another Akashic Record book, something like, uh-huh. you know, part two, <laughs> right? Right. And and I said, why a prayer book? And they laughed at me and said, did you forget that you spent 10 years as a prayer practitioner with Golden Gate Center? (laughs) (laughs) And I laughed and said, yes, I did,
1: actually. Well, you know, that's so funny because, um, again, they're the record keepers. And, um, you know, for them to... To basically have this little joke going on with you, so to speak, It's like we want you to write this, write a book, and you're like, mm-hmm, about what? And they're like, well, didn't you, don't you remember what you did for such a long time? When you're thinking, well, yeah, I've done a lot of stuff for a long time. I was a mom. I've been a mom. I've been a wife or whatever. And they're right. like, no, no, right. no, you know. And so it, it it's really that's really interesting as to how. Um, you know how they how they how it came about. You know, just they're like, uh, duh. <laughs> <laughs> You're
0: no
1: like, oh, yeah,
0: okay. okay, yeah, light my <laughs> bomb now. <laughs> I, right, and I mean, seriously, I felt so stupid. I thought like. Oh my gosh! How could I forget that? But it was seriously, I had three kids in a year and a half, so I really oh. had. I had my son was one and a half when my twins were born, and oh. if, you know, if you can imagine me taking these three toddlers to church. All right. Almost like three triplets. Right, exactly. And then spending time, you know, praying with the congregation. And I I just, you know, I really don't remember that part of my life all that well, you know, that mommy brain thing. (laughs) Right, right, right. Sometimes we want to forget some of that stuff. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. That's right. So, you know, to me it was like, oh, I had moved on. Well, the truth is, is that as we start to, very often look back on our life, it's not that, you know, we're we're done with that, we've moved on, but it's actually that that part of our learning and our growth has become so integrated in who we are that we have that now as a talent. Oh, okay. Right? So often as something separate. Right. You know, often we think it's almost like, oh, you know, um, you know I, I've been there, done that, now I'm going to do something new. But if you imagine, like, w- when you go to college, you finish college and you go on, but you literally go on to use and utilize everything you were learning, or most of, hopefully, what you were <laughs> learning in college to get a good career going or to start your own business. And, you know, yes, you've moved on from living in the dorms and, you know, and taking classes, but you have integrated that information and wisdom, and now it's part of your talent. So now you've moved on and and you've become a, an architect or an engineer or a doctor or an accountant or, or a therapist, whatever it is, you know, mm-hmm. maybe you studied, mm-hmm. right? And so it's actually about learning and integrating that into our lives so it's really part of who we are and it becomes part of our gifts and talents. And so the wonderful thing is when we start to access our soul information in the Akashic Records, this is some of what we can access from not only this life, but from other lives that you don't even remember but those gifts and talents are still part of your soul, and they're integrated into your soul, so we can um reclaim them we can connect to them
1: isn't that interesting it's you know you brought up a a really um interesting point with regards to you know you you go through life and you learn all this stuff, then you table it into your um microprocessor in your head, so to speak, and then you kind of just forget that you learned it. It's like all the years you went to, you know, from elementary school to junior high school to high school, you learned so much, and you don't even think as an adult that you're using all of that stuff you learned on a daily basis because it's so ingrained in what you do that you don't foresee it as being you know, anything, and and basically what you're saying is the Akashic Records is all that stuff that we've learned over, you know, our lifetime, so to speak, even though we don't remember learning it or remember the concept, it's always, and we can always access it when we learn how to do that. I want to ask you, with regards to, you know, the book, and particularly Akashic Records, Can the records help us to heal? There's so many people on the planet that, um, you know, are in need of healing. Mm -hmm. And so those of you out there listening, if you have any family members or you yourself that, you know, might be struggling with well-being, listen to this. Because I want Lisa to share with us, is it possible for the Akashic Records to help us to heal?
0: Mm -hmm. You know, it really absolutely is. Because, Well, many different reasons. Um, The Akashic Records are part of divine source energy. So it is the high vibration of source, of God, of divinity. And because if we can imagine that we are always perfect, whole, and complete in the eyes of, of God or of source... When we can connect to that beautiful, pure, unconditional love, non judgmental energy, and know the truth and remember the truth of who we really are as souls, it makes it easier for our bodies to start to heal also. So, in many different levels, the Akashic Masters have said that they have imbued these healing prayers these 73 healing prayers with the divine source pure unconditional love energy that so as you read the prayers in this book mm-hmm. you are tapping very simply very easily into this high vibrational love And we're receiving healing literally by saying a prayer. And we start to receive healing in many different ways. And. So in the book I talk about or actually the Akashic Masters talk about because I really just kind of write what they say. <laughs> yeah, you're just like
1: you're thinking, you're you're saying you're you're just a conduit. You're just like their transcriptionist so to speak.
0: Exactly. Exactly. I sit down, I say, "Okay." <laughs> and they're like, I'm "Here ready. we go. Ready." Exactly. <laughs> and I just start writing, 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 writing and you know, and then I go back, and I'm like, oh, that's so interesting.
1: <laughs> <You
0: know>? Wow. <laughs> Isn't it? So it's, it's pretty weird.
1: <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure you're amazed as you're writing, 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 as it was being somewhat um, transcendent you know, dictate it to you. So I'm thinking, I'm really dating myself. It's like taking shorthand back, you know, back in the day when you had a boss and you're a secretary and like sit down and take a letter and you would do it in shorthand, you know, Mm -hmm. and then you go out there and transcribe your shorthand on the old IBM Selectric typewriter. That was, yeah, I'm really dating myself. But it's like you, you, you know, they're, they're transmitting this information to you and you're just, you're just plugging away, hitting that keyboard and just, pumping it out, and then you go back, I'm sure, and you go back and read, because when you're doing it and you're pumping it out, you're not really reading, you're just pumping it out, and then you go back and read it, and you're like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing, or I didn't know that, or this is beautiful, Um, and I think that, you know, that's amazing because probably in the context of you doing that, um, you open up yourself to to the more healing and more abundance that uh, the Akashic Masters have to share with you. Mm.
0: Yeah, I have to say you're absolutely right. And it really is as we can align to our soul purpose, and each and every one of us do have Again, many sole purposes, but one of mine is to share the Akashic Record Wisdom with the world. One of mine is to be a communicator and to write these books. That's kind of part of the sharing the records with the world. Um, you know, of course, as well as being a mom. <laughs> and, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. Being right. a puppy mom, being a kitty mom, being a, oh. a little human mom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love, love. You've got all, all facets,
1: the puppy, the kitty, and the kid. <laughs> Right. <laughs> and I'm sure the hubby too, you know right, right, a yeah. whole different type of kid, yes, <laughs> right,
0: exactly, but still nonetheless, <laughs>
1: yes, for sure, I totally agree with you on that one i want I wanna ask you with regards to um using the book. Is it a book that you read from cover to cover? Is it a book that you just, like some books, for instance, I I, I'm a, I read everything. I have so many books, it's ridiculous, and I hate to throw any of them away or give any of them away. I feel I have this personal, like, energy with each book, but... Um, you know, I, I have certain books where I just go and I just open the page, and that's the message that I should get for the day. And then there are other books that I read from front to back, you know, and back to front or whatever. Is this a type of book that um, you read from cover to cover?
0: No, I don't think so. Honestly, I, I absolutely you can, but my suggestion would be that, you know, you don't have to know anything about the Akashic Records. You don't even read really- even really have to care about them much is what I always say. Okay. Right. Okay. So this it's really about um being able to understand you and your life and your soul plan and purpose and path and come to understand maybe some of the why's, some of the questions, why did I pick this family or how can I heal the discord in my family and so say you had a situation like that in your life where there was some discord in your family, you could simply turn to chapter three where we talk about um, soul contracts and their connection to karma. There's a whole section about family healing with a prayer for healing family relationships, a prayer to free yourself from resentment, a prayer to release blame and let go of guilt, and a prayer to step into your courage. So there's, they, they've written some information to help us to understand the bigger picture of the why. Why would this be happening in my life? How can I understand it? Because part of our growth is about understanding so that we can see the big picture, so we can let go of the small picture and release some of the old stuck energies, and we can... um, and forgive and clear some of the the old trauma so releasing vows and and you know being able to step into a deeper place of trusting our own truth and our own knowingness so 73 Prayers, you can just open the book and, and you know, pick one. I haven't, uh, I literally, and as we know, I wrote the book. I really more kettled it. But I love mm-hmm. to open the book and be like, oh, oh look look at what I opened to today. Right? Day, right,
1: right, right. And I always believe that when you do something like that, that really is the message that you were meant to have mm-hmm. for the day. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I firmly believe that. You mentioned something, and I'm sure it's piqued curiosity with the listeners. You mentioned soul contracts. Mm. What exactly is a soul contract, and how do they affect our relationships?
0: Yeah, great question. So a soul contract is a contract that we right before we come into a physical body each lifetime. And what we usually do so I'll tell you this kind of funny story because the Akashic record keepers, right, your librarians, are funny. Because of course they're pure source energy. They're pure bliss and joy and love and light. And so this right. will be pretty funny. So this is the way they explain soul contracts to me, <laughs> so they give me these silly stories, right? <laughs> so if you imagine uh, back in, we're going back to high school because this is where I remember this situation. Remember when you'd go to a pep rally, you'd go to the big gym, and they had the squeaky wooden floors, right?
1: Yeah, I was a cheerleader. Boy, do I remember those. Okay, then,
0: perfect. <laughs> so, So, you know, of course, and there's probably hundreds of people in the gym. So imagine you've all gathered, instead of for a pep rally, you've all gathered to write some soul contracts because you're all going back to earth soon. And so imagine I said, you know, I would like to have some children in this life. Anyone want to be my kid? and you have a couple of, you know, hands that go up, and they say, yeah, that would be great. We've had a couple of lifetimes together where I was your mom. How about you be my mom this time? Right, You're like, okay, there's a contract, and and so we write these different soul contracts. So we write them with our children. We we write them with significant others. Sometimes they have to do with completing some old karma. So imagine you say, you know, I think I'd like to be married. Anyone want to be my husband this lifetime? And one person raises their hand, and they say, um, you remember that life about 300 years ago, where um I died right right after you know we got married. We were you know we were on a, a trip across the country to to settle a ranch, and you know I drowned in a river. Oh yeah! Wow, yeah, I remember that. That was so sad. That was you know that's. Kind of karmic it's a it's an incomplete pattern, and you say yeah let's get together let's finish that out, so maybe we'll get married and go on blissfully for the rest of our lives, and maybe we'll get together, and maybe we'll have a a three or four or five year you know marriage and we're done we're good, right it's a different mm-hmm. day and age, or we just get together and we date for a year, and we're like, you know, I love you, but I just don't think we're in resonance anymore, and that's Mm -hmm. okay, too. But you've completed that old karma. Maybe you had an old vow that said, you know, I'll love you forever. I'll wait for you forever, right? Mm. So we literally get together and um, write dozens, not one or two, dozens of soul contracts, and they're to have Significant partners they're with our parents, sometimes but not always, our children, sometimes but not always. So we have this this you know bundle of soul contracts when we come back to earth. So the good news is, we usually write at least a half a dozen to a dozen soul contracts for significant partners and that means that even if you've been married once or twice or three or four times you may still have some people out there who would like to meet you that you may still have a sole contract with them cuz the other ones were maybe completed quickly oh okay does that make sense and so here's yeah, it kind does. of a here's kind of um it's a personal story but I'll share this with you so I was um Mentioning that I had three children in one and a half years, and um I actually had four in one and a half years and oh. so i had my son was my son was one and a half when my twins were born, and my nephew moved in with us, and he was thirteen and so I had two newborn twins a one and a half year old <laughs> and a 13-year-old, and I thought, really? Holy moly, like, what did I do to deserve this? Kind of almost right. feeling more like it was a punishment than a gift, right? Right, right. And the Akashic Master said, you had four soul contracts with these souls, and you only wanted to have two kids. You were only going for the two pregnancies, right? Right. And those four souls had to figure out how They were all getting in (laughs) and making you their mom. But that's super cool because, you know, a lot of times we,
1: you know, we, you just don't, you don't think about that. You don't think sometimes that some, some things are predestined or or people are, you know, like when people come Mm -hmm. into your life and, you know, you meet someone and you have an instant connection with that person. It's like, you've known them forever. They've known you you, you know, you just you know each other. You think alike. You you can finish each other's sentences. You know, it, and you wonder like, where did this come from? Right. You know, it's like that person probably raised their hand and said, "Hey," or you raised <laughs> your hand and said, "Hey," or you both raised your hand together. Like you know, when you're in grade school, it's like, okay, partner up or partner up with somebody and find. You know, you usually go find your friend and like, okay, it's, we're gonna we're gonna do this exercise together or whatever. I mean, it, it's just that that's a really. Interesting story because um, I bet you a lot of people out there are intrigued that you know they have these people in their lives and they don't know how they came into their lives or even people that have been in their lives and left their lives. It's like why did that person come in and why are they gone? And you explain that sometimes it's just for a short period of time because that's the contract you had with that person. But you don't, you know, it's oh my gosh, it's just it's just amazing. I want to ask you this with regards to the contracts, parents you know, I always used to tease my kids and well, not really tease them. I don't think it's teasing, but I used to say to my kids, thank you for choosing me to be your mommy when you were just little tiny angels in heaven. Thank you for choosing me to be your mommy. Right. And and it's like, okay, you know, and I'm like, well, I probably chose my parents. So, you know, it's like, you know, my parents are like, oh, thank you. Thank you for choosing me to be your parent because, um, you could have chose anyone. You could have chose anyone in the world, but you chose me. Do we always have contracts with our parents? Even the parents that we've had eons ago, are they still a part of our life today with regards to our contracts? Mhm.
0: Oh, that's a great question. And, again, a, a, always a little bit complicated because because that's what we are, complicated. Exactly. You know, of course I'm not going to
1: ask you something simple. <laughs> Come
0: on, Lisa. <laughs> so um, we do not always have soul contracts with our parents. So really, you know, I, I, I tell my story because, it's kind of a, a good example that my nephew had a sole contract with me to be his mother more than with his birth parents. And oh. um, his mother has crossed, and he considers me and my husband his parents. He considers mm-hmm. my, our, you know, our kids his siblings. Okay. Um my son went to live with him in Arizona for a year. He considers him as you know little brother and and literally it was just the timing you know was he 's fourteen years thirteen fourteen years older than than um than my old than my oldest son, uh-huh, and so right. you know he came in in a different way. He maybe he was ready and I wasn't, so he came to my brother and sister in law, and so um, okay. he has some. He actually does have some soul contract with with my brother. I'm very close to my brother. Love him very much. Sweet, sweet guy. Just um, mm-hmm. not parent type. Right So much, so it all just worked out fine, you know right, and so it's- you know there are different kinds of contracts that he had, but I know that so many of your listeners are gonna think, you know, oh, my parents were. They didn't get me at all. They thought that right. I was strange or weird. I know a lot of the light workers on the world in the world feel like, you know, um they're much more uh galactic or you know, different mm-hmm. than their families out there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sometimes we have a contract with a sibling or like in my case with an aunt or a grandmother um or a grandfather, right? So we have these past lives um with different people. So we pick different people for d- different reasons. Sometimes we pick a family a little bit more based sometimes on, on like, genetics, and a sibling who's going to pick that family that we have a contract right. with. Um, and there's a whole nother level, which is our soul family, which is different, because that's our kind of original family that we um, Uh, They're the other souls we came in with. So our original family, I always say it's like we're born in a basket. If you imagine that that when you individuate from source – that you come um kind of into the world, Lee realm, with another twenty five thirty forty other souls, and these are our soul family, and we pal around with them, and they're kind of our support team and and we travel through the worlds and the galaxies and and spend time with them, and they show up sometimes as our parents or our um, our partners or mm-hmm. our children, mm-hmm. so sometimes our our soul family members are also part of our human family, but not always, and it's not as common, I think. Which sounds a little funny, but it's true.
1: Interesting and very interesting. I wanna, I kind of want to jump into because we did mention this in the opening of the show about karma. And you hear that a lot, you know, karma's gonna get you or karma's a you know, a bee, mm-hmm. so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um and can you you know, with karma being such an important concept to understand, what can you tell us about karma and how the Um, Akashic Record Keepers, how do they see karma? Mm,
0: Yeah, they actually see it a little different than the way um, it often gets kind of, you know, tossed about in the world today where where people very often think that karma is kind of, you know, eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth, or it's a punishment. You were bad. You're going to be punished for it. It's always, when someone talks about it, it's always... Um,
1: associated with something negative. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, you're going to share with us that that may not necessarily be the case.
0: Right, exactly. So um, what, the way the Akasha Record Keepers explain karma very often is if you imagine, you know, here you are on earth and you're in a situation and um, part of why we come in general, and keep coming back is to learn and grow spiritually. And so, you're in a situation, maybe it's a really uncomfortable or unhappy situation, and instead of working your way through it and coming to a decision and healing the hurt and, you know, coming to an agreement, we run away, right? We go, I'm out, I'm out of here. And so, imagine that you have, um, a business uh with your with a business partner
1: mm-hmm. and
0: you know you're fighting about how you're going to spend money and if you want to have a fancy shop or a plain shop on a side street or you know maybe we're just going to sell our wares from a cart and you know so we're we're fighting about that and one of the people is maybe spending way too much of the income on on fancy food and clothes and you're saying hey, what about my share, right? Right. And so you're fighting about this, and the one of the partners decides to um, be done with the argument, takes all the money, and leaves town. Hmm. Right? Now, here you right. are, you don't have any money, and you don't have a business, and they're, you're just stuck, right? So people would say, oh, well, karma's going to get him, right? Well, right. the truth is, is that, we need to understand what happened and learn a lesson around that situation. And so it's true that sometimes we may come back and have um, maybe a a disagreement with a business partner and – and now because we're the ones who had run off with the money, now the business partner comes around and, and does the same thing to us again. So we've now experienced both sides of the coin.
1: Okay. We've run
0: off with the money, and now we've had a business partner in another lifetime, you know, take our money from us. So so um, learning and growth is usually um, a two-sided coin. We do everything, I always say, you know, if you've been robbed, you've probably been a robber. If you've been killed, you've killed in some way or another. You know, oh. it's it, it, there it's just the um, that is the normal pattern. That literally is kind of the karmic pattern and the the growth, the learning and growth that we um experience as souls. And so the for us now that you know here we are and um, we don't remember the past life where where uh, we Visa stole Visa the card. money right right, <laughs> right. but here uh. we are and we're thinking why did that happen and but we realize. If we can really complete this karma as a learning experience, we realize that maybe we were um, misspending the money. Maybe we were not communicating clearly with our business partner. Maybe we were being really bullheaded and obstinate and and not, (laughs) you know, a very um, communicative or, or fair business partner and we can look at ourselves again when we turn and look at ourselves and say hmm how could i possibly have um created this situation and we can, whether we really did something or not, because some situations we can say, oh, gosh, I was really just a kind of obstinate, you know, SOB, and really, you know, they should have taken the money and run because I was spending it all, right? right. Um, So we may notice that and, and understand that about ourselves and change our behavior. So we've healed that karmic pattern. Or we may say, well, I wasn't really good at communicating and I know that they were really, you know, kind of frustrated and it would have been beneficial if we had had more talks and I had been more understanding maybe. But I forgive them anyway. I forgive their soul path. I I understand that every single soul is on a journey and I can forgive them and let it be. And move on with the understanding and the love and the forgiveness, which all elevate our soul, wow,
1: so basically it really the way I see it is karma really isn't a bad thing, it's a thing that can help us grow into a more beautiful or quote unquote blissful state it's It's not necessarily. Um, negative, like all the connotations, you know, that are put out there, oh, karma's going to get them, or you know, you got to kind of now stop and think, listeners, this is something for you, or for all of us, but you got to kind of stop and think if something like that did happen to you, that you have something with that person that did that, whatever it is to you, you probably did that to them in a previous lifetime, and they're just balancing things out, so to speak. Like the other day, I you know, I have a nice car, and I park my. I always tend to park my car way away from everybody because I don't want it to get door dings and, you know, living in the San Francisco Bay Area, it, it, you know, just the traffic. And just so I always park, you know, if I'm going to Walmart, I'm going to park at the very last stall, you know, just because I just, you know, want to value my car. I value my car. And I come out of this, I can't even think it was an office building. It was a meeting. I come out, and I'm parked way as far as the way possible, and lo and behold, someone pulled up, is parked right next to me with their motor running, and I noticed that not only did they put a door dink in my car, but they did it so badly that um, they removed the paint on the door of the car down to the metal, and I was Oh my gosh, you know, that oh and as I'm noticing this, of course the car slowly drives away. And I'm thinking, What the heck? You know, I'm sitting in my car just steaming like I you know, what and then, you know, I'm thinking, Hmm What did I do to them? You know what did I what did I do to them and and just kind of toned me down a bit and it, you know car you know all that stuff is materialistic you can't take it with you but initially the fact you know I was so upset about that like thinking hmm you're gonna get yours meaning the whole karma thing but then I had to you know after I calmed down and settled and it's like I wonder what I did with them, or what I did to them, or was that someone that I came, I crossed their path at once upon a time. You know, you just never know. And so, what is that telling me? You know, a car is a car. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if it's a well, it doesn't matter if it's a nine thousand nine hundred thousand dollar car or a five hundred dollar car. You literally get in, you start it up, and if it takes you from point A to point B, it really doesn't matter, right? And so, when you mention that, it's like, oh, that you know that kind of like brings it home for me. But I know that people out there listening are very curious because I know they've experienced this kind of stuff as well. But here's a question I want you to answer. And this, you guys, might be a nugget of gold um, for you. Is there an easy way to clear
0: old karma? You know, there actually is. (laughs) Really, do <laughs> <Two> share. <laughs> <laughs> so the Akashic record keepers have given us a prayer. So one of the seventy three prayers is the prayer of forgiveness, and this is what they they said to me a very long time ago. They said. Um, Because, and and here's an interesting point also about karma, is that it doesn't always have to be um, with that person. Right? So you may not have done anything to that person, but maybe you accidentally, dart, you know, door dinged to somebody else's car or bumped it just unconsciously and drove off and didn't even notice, right? And they came in and said, somebody bumped my car or scraped my, you know. And so, um, it's, you know, they're, 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 again, not the punishment, and it doesn't even have to be that same person. It's about kind of coming to see a bigger picture, which you've obviously just, you know, said so eloquently. This is really about, it's just a car. I can get a little red paint and touch that door up. I can touch, you know, whatever that is, right? right? I right. can just fix that all up, no problem. And it's... um for me, it was a great learning when I was a girl. Um, my grandparents lived in Chicago, and my grandmother had these beautiful uh, collections of little carved ivory statues from Japan that were called Nutskis. And she had right by the front door, she had a glass case with all these little beautiful Nutskis. And kind of living in Chicago, she, um, the house got uh, robbed. And her nutskis got taken, and um, you know who, who knows what else. And but I always <laughs> remember her saying, "Nobody was hurt. We're all fine. Right? It's all fine. You know, I can. The insurance will give me some money back, and I can get some new nutskis. <laughs> right? Just, just right. Need something new to shop for. Right? And she would be so un." bothered by the fact that, um, you know, it was just all about people. As long as no one's hurt, as long as we're all okay, it's all just fine, right? Like your car wasn't an accident, you're fine. Right. Right. Right,
1: yeah, because it could have been an accident.
0: Right, so we come to these places of coming to say, what's important to me in my life? And that doesn't mean that you don't take care of your beautiful car and park it further away, but what it means really is just what's important to me. What am I valuing? Am I valuing my friends and my, my loved ones and my relationships, you know, um, and, and being forgiving and non-judgmental and caring and supportive and helpful to these people in my life and not mm-hmm. wasting a lot of time and energy on, on inconsequential emotions? And just like you had mentioned, you know, illness earlier, um, Often when we, you know, harbor old emotions, anger, um, hate, uh, right, that judgment and great discord, it settles down into our physical body and can literally cause illness. So we Mm -hmm. find the root cause of most illness is really stuck, stuffed emotions. So by doing these healing prayers, by, by connecting to the bigger soul wisdom of who you really are as an ancient soul, we can start to clear some of these stuck emotions. We can start to release this pain. And so the Akashic Masters have given us this beautiful prayer of forgiveness, which I'd love to read for the listeners if you'd like. Please do. Yeah, please do. And um, before I'll read it, I'll, I'll preface this with a, with a beautiful story. So I gave this prayer to one of my Akashic Record um, clients a couple of years ago now, but um, he had had a business with his brother. They'd had this business for about 25 years. And he said, My brother has been angry with me for 15 years. Every day I come into work, he doesn't speak to me. 15 years. Going to the office, going to that. He said, what can I do? So I helped to clear some of the old karmic patterns. We talked about what their soul contracts were. We did some work in the Akashic Records, some old past life energy. We did some clearing for him. right? And then the Akashic Master said, do the prayer of forgiveness every day. And just go deep really into forgiving him for being angry at you. And he wrote to me uh, six months later. He said, I've had a miracle. My brother has forgiven me. He walked into the office one day and he looked at me and he said, well, some days you just have to forgive. And that was that. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Wow. And he said, it is a miracle. He talks to me. It's like I don't even know what happened outside of the fact that I said that prayer every day, and he forgave me. Wow! So it please, can be. Huge please share that found. prayer. Yeah.
1: Yes, please share <laughs> that. I I do have a little bit of I'm guilty of that, even though you know I, I I'm cognizant of it, so I try not it is just something I, I don't know it's some, probably something from a past life but really guilty of it's very hard for me to forgive someone that's hurt my heart mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. um and and that's the only time it's hard for me to forgive someone is when they they've hurt my heart and or when they've done something to me that I would have never ever done to them. So definitely I'm on the I'm in the front of the I'm in the front of the line. I'm in the front of the classroom with my hand up that little kid, please read that prayer, please say it because I know that that prayer will help so many of us. Um, that may want to admit they have a problem or difficulty with that or not. Um, It doesn't matter. It's going to help so many of us. So please, please,
0: please share that. Mm, Absolutely. And as you'll notice, there are three levels in the prayer because some of us are hard on ourselves. And so we actually ask for forgiveness towards ourselves, for hurting ourselves, right? How often do you walk by the mirror and say, hmm, you look kind of out in that outfit, right? Or oh. um, bad hair day, or whatever. <laughs> right. Right. You got your bags under your eyes; they're really big today. You you
1: better put on some more makeup, or whatever the case may be. Don't wear that dress because it's showing your your fat
0: curves. You right. want to wear the
1: fluffier dress where you can't right. see the fat curves.
0: <laughs> exactly. So we we um you know for most of us, if it's not one thing, it's another. So of course, we want to forgive anyone or anything who has, who has hurt us. We want to forgive um, someone who has been mean or hurtful or abusive or, you know, really hurt our heart, whatever that is. So that's an important layer. And then, of course, we, it's important for us to understand, acknowledge, and forgive ourselves for hurting other people. And we often do that really unconsciously. Right, we might say something thinking that we're being funny, or um, you know, right. just just unconscious pops out of our mouths, and they look at us like, "What? How? What? Yeah, WTF? Yeah, mm-hmm. right." And yeah, you know, we're like, "Oh, I, I'm so sorry, I didn't mean that. I was joking. I whatever." <laughs>
1: You know? Right. So it's right. important for us
0: to forgive ourselves for hurting others. So all three of those layers are built into this prayer. So let me not <laughs> let me get to it here. And so I just invite everyone to sit back and oh, take a nice cleansing breath and close your eyes if you're able drop down into your heart. Just feel your warm little heart open and expand a little further. As we ask Divine Spirit, Source, please move me into a state of forgiveness towards anyone or anything that has hurt me, consciously or unconsciously. From the beginning of time to this present moment, I now forgive them and I release the energy of the past. Divine Spirit Source, please move me into a state of forgiveness towards myself. For any hurt that I have caused others, consciously or unconsciously, from the beginning of time to this present moment, I now forgive myself and I release the energy of the past. Divine Spirit Source, please move me into a state of forgiveness towards myself for any hurt that I have caused myself consciously or unconsciously from the beginning of time to this present moment I now forgive myself and I release the energy of the past I invoke the grace and the power of forgiveness to transform my body mind and heart as I return to a state of divine innocence and so it is Blessed be. Wow,
1: thank you, Lisa. That's beautiful, absolutely beautiful. And um, man, I could go on and continue talking, but we are, believe it or not, at the time for a show. And so, um, what I want to do is I want you to share with the listeners. Wow, I mean that just is beautiful. I really. Uh, felt my heart chakra. Uh, just open up like the lotus flower, you know, or the petals of a rose that when it's, it's dark, it, it's closed, but when the sunlight hits it, it just opens up. That's what I felt happening inside of me with regards to my heart chakra. So I thank you very much for sharing that, not only with me, but really with all the listeners and the, um, domino effect that it's gonna have because all of our listeners are gonna share this with everyone that they know and they're also gonna go out and get, the book so please 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 let me I want to before we go into how you share I mean all the informa- all the wonderful things you're doing last question I have with regards to the prayers in the book do is do you need to say them out loud can you just read them silently is it better to say them out loud is there a specific process you need to do with it or or not
0: You know, there is no specific process, and I just love that. The Akashic. Uh, Record keepers have said to me, we don't want to weigh you all down with, you know, too much formality and too many steps and too many things to do. We just want you to use these simple tools to heal your life and transform Mm -hmm. yourself. And so, again, it can be your choice. Some people say that they read the prayer one time silently and they just feel it in their body and their heart and they're just happy. They're good to go. And some people like to read it out loud three times, going deeper and deeper and deeper each time. And they might read it for a week, as long as it is that they're called to. Or like my dear, sweet client, he read it for six months every day, right? Three times Mm -hmm. a day. And so whatever it is, you're called to do, I invite you to really trust in your own guidance and your own intuition and allow the way you're guided to read the prayers out loud or silently once or three times, once a day or twice a day, whatever it is for you, I invite you to really trust and have faith that that is just perfect
1: for Mm. you. I love that. I love it. Thank you, Lisa. Please share with everyone, um, first of all, how they can get this phenomenal book from questioning to knowing 73 prayers to transform your life.
0: So it is on my website at com. You'll find right there on the home page a couple of goodies. You'll see a picture to the book, which you can click on. The book is um, on Amazon.com all over the world, actually. So you can find it there very easily, or you can go through the link on my website at Akashic knowing. And when you go through the link on my website, what you'll also see is three free gifts that also have come from the Akashic Masters. And there is a beautiful guided meditation called the Rainbow Shield Meditation, which helps you to be guided, guarded, and protected every day during your, during your day as you walk through life. And there is a beautiful... Um, Column of Light, Guided Visualization, which is also written in the book, but I find that a lot of the readers love to listen to the meditation, Mm because it's this beautiful Akasha Column of Light around you, and it's got music in the background, and it's only a few minutes, and it sets them in this perfect, expansive state, and then they love to read the book and read the prayers and get an extra boost, and that meditation is also free for you on my website along with the prayers of self love And I always say, who couldn't use a little more self-love, right? So there's a a group of prayers the Akashic Masters have given us that are all about self-love. So those three free gifts, a link to my website, are all there at Akashic Knowing, as well as more information if you're interested in having an Akashic Record reading and healing session with me one-on-one. You'll see a link. To that, I teach people how to access their own soul wisdom through the Akashic Records. Mm -hmm. And I'm here in California. I'll be teaching a live in-person workshop in October in California, and I have a workshop coming up in August in Denver. So if you're in Colorado and you'd love to come and, and do this beautiful, expansive, deep work with me in Denver, I would love to see you there. All of that information is under classes on my website. And on top of it, I'm even doing an Ancient Mysteries Revealed cruise in November where I will be speaking about the Akashic Records and doing some healing work. And you Ooh. can even find that under events. So lots of different ways to connect with me between the prayer book, free gifts, readings, classes, even a cruise. I was going to say, and and the cruise. Where's the cruise cruising? Where's the cruise cruising to? It goes down to Mexico, at least from Los Angeles, and it goes down to um, Puerto Vallarta, Mazatlan, and Cabo San Lucas.
1: Oh, all very nice spots.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm wonderful. looking forward to it. <laughs> wonderful. That
1: sounds like fun. So, you guys out there listening, all of you out there listening, guys and gals, gals and guys. All of you beautiful people out there listening, you can get more information and more connection with Lisa by going to AkashicKnowing.com, and more information will definitely be on the site. This is a show that you can share with everybody, those you like and those you don't like, and just people you know and people you don't know, because you never know whose life you may help with regards to touching um, and enhancing and opening up some awakening some positive energy, some releasing of karma that may help all of us to transform the energy here on earth. There's so always the focus is always on so much negativity but I think together collaboratively if we focus on the positive stuff and we go to AkashicKnowing.com and we pick up Lisa's book and we connect with her, um, you never know just little by little that that darkness that is kind of the veil over our world can begin to become more light. And so I want to thank you Lisa for being a guest on Blissful Living. It's been so much fun. I mean, we the questions I didn't I probably only got through, you know, four or five, five or six of them, and there's so much more that we could talk about, but we just got in, you know, into a time crunch. And Lisa's a very Busy gal, as you heard, she's got you know kids. She's a mommy of a, a puppy and a mommy of a kitty cat, and of course a mommy of a husband. And so all of that is very time consuming with regards to her life. And so I want to thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to be a guest here on Blissful Living.
0: It was my pleasure. Thank you so much. I truly, really enjoyed sharing with you and and connecting to a, to a like-minded soul. So thank yeah. you so much you for have, having me on your show.
1: You have this beautiful energy that's just beaming to me right now. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And I want to thank all of you listeners out there for tuning in to Blissful Living without you guys and gals. Listening, um, you know, a show wouldn't be what it is, and we've been on air for eight years now, and so um, it's just a beautiful thing, and it just continues to grow, and I really do believe that, you know, we can change the world one person at a time, but, you know, it's like the domino effect. Once you hit that one domino, everything else falls. Flows into place like it should, but it, we have to do it collaboratively. And I want to thank our sponsors, the Health Healing and Wellness Company. Please go check them out at healthhealingwellness.com. They have gifts for you, as well as All Day Cable Incorporated. If you're looking for a great telecommunications company, check them out at alldaycableinc.com. And as always, I like to um, I like to share with you. Um, a quote, so to speak, and this one is by Dr. Seuss, and we all grew up reading books by Dr. Seuss, and I don't care how old you are or how young you are, you know Dr. Seuss, so here's his quote, be who you are and say what you feel, because those who mind don't matter and those who matter Don't mind. And with that being said, everyone, I am the queen of feeling fabulous, Rochelle Marie Lawson, and I'm wishing you peace to your mind, wellness to your body, and your spirit. Until next time, may you have a fabulous journey down your path to bliss and goodbye for now
0: you can find out more about rochelle on her website rochelle lawson r-o-c-h-e-l-e lawson l-a-w-s-o-n or at health healing wellness.com or just click on her websites from the webtalkradio.net page right in front of you and of course you'll want to come right back here next week for another episode of blissful living thanks for joining us